you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Adulthood Academy. Yesterday, no, two days ago, by the time this airs, I celebrated my five-year anniversary with my boyfriend, Kevin, and um, I am generally not a gift giver, but at the last minute, I was like, ah, you know, five years kind of sounds like a milestone. I'll get a gift. And I had planned in my budget $50 for a gift. I knew I would get him something, um, but I went down and I got this really fancy scotch. Um, it's 12-year Macallan scotch. and It's fancy. It's in the sherry casks that he likes. So um, I bought that for him and it was $104. So uh, that was more money than I intended on spending on liquid, but I am really excited. Uh, I've tried the other Macallans and they were really good. And, you know, I like doing stuff like that where it's just like, I have the opportunity to get something that he's been wanting to try for a while. It's our anniversary. And so it's like a little splurge. And I like doing things like that. The reason that I'm not freaking out about the fact that I spent $104 on liquid in the form of scotch is because I have a budget because I'm in control of my money and I know how I can move some money around, take certain money out of certain categories and just reallocate it to that anniversary fund that I was saving for anyway. So previous to me, like a couple years ago, um, I either would have just not gotten the gift because I wouldn't have any money or I might've put it on my credit card or I would have spent money that I didn't have. And then I would have like been short on groceries or short on gas money. And that my friends is the power of budgeting is that you have complete control over your money. And because you are keeping tabs on it, you know where it's coming from, where it's going, and you know how to um, budget for the things that you want to do. Like the things like buying anniversary gifts or Christmas presents or birthday gifts for people that you love and doing the things that you enjoy in life. I always tell people that I work with, I think a lot of people think of a budget as like this super restrictive thing that is going to, that's going to make you feel deprived and like you're, you know, restricting yourself from spending money on certain things. And the main reason that I do this work and that I try to, um, kind of pass along this way of thinking about budgeting is by telling people I consider a budget freedom because it allows me to do things like buy really fancy fancy scotch whiskey because it allows me to buy really fancy scotch for $104 (laughs) and it's not restricting me from doing that. It's allowing me to do that by planning ahead of time and saving money ahead of time and knowing exactly where that money is coming from and 
I accidentally overspent on it. I thought I was going to spend less money and I spent more money. And that's okay too, because every Friday I do money check-ins and I'm going to check in on my money um, today when this podcast airs and I'm just going to rearrange some stuff and I will have all the money I need for everything else for the month. And um, that takes care of that little impulsive spending, but it's worth it. And that's the whole point of budgeting is to allow you and give you the freedom to do the things and buy the things that you actually care about and kind of put a stopper on the impulsive spending and the overspending in categories that probably don't mean that much to you. And so today we're going to be walking through, um, I had uh, somebody that I follow on Instagram and uh, you know, we've been following each other for a while, she asked me in the DMs, like, I don't even know where to start. I'm kind of overwhelmed. And I just like, I'm not sure where to start in this budgeting process. And so I told her, I will do a podcast episode on Friday, all about this. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I just wanted you guys to know if you ever have like a training you'd like to see or a podcast episode about a certain topic, you can literally just request it and I will make it for you. Um, And that's, And that's the great part about this relationship that we have is the whole point of me having a podcast and having social media and being available to you is that my whole purpose, the reason that I'm here doing these things is to create content that is useful to you. So if I can get that directly from you, if you like, hey, I would love to see a podcast episode about how to even start a budget or I would love to see a mini Instagram training about setting up my budget at the beginning of the month, or what are these money check-ins? I'm happy to do those. And that is exactly what I hope to get from this little relationship that we have online is I'm here to create content and to help you out. So if you have specific things that you want to hear about or read about or listen to, I'm happy to make that for you and make it as specific to whatever your situation is as possible. Okay, so let's get into where do you even start? If you were like, have never budgeted before and you don't know exactly where your money is coming in from, how much it is, uh, how much you owe every month for bills, for credit cards, how much you're spending on groceries, how much on gas, how much on um, you know, childcare, whatever it is, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to do like the very, very beginning budgeting one-on-one today about how to even start setting up your budget. And I'll walk you through the steps. Now, the very, very first thing that I think needs to happen before you can stick to a budget, is kind of like a come to Jesus moment with your money. And that comes in a lot of forms. Some people, it's a little bit more extreme than other people. Um, but usually it comes in the form of like having a moment where you're like, my spending is out of control. I'm in too much debt. That makes me uncomfortable. I have trouble every month. Like at the end of the month, I run out of money. Um, I'm behind on a car payment. Like you have to have a moment where you're like, I need to do something because this situation is not going to work for me. And that's usually where I see the most success from people when I work with them is getting into like, what's the cause of you wanting to budget in the first place? And identifying kind of that pain point in their financial life that's causing them to want to make change because I think that's super important. So taking the time to just think about like, okay, what's going on in my financial life, in my bank accounts, with my debt that makes me uncomfortable, that I'm not willing to continue to do this anymore. That's the very first step. The next thing, the very first thing that I like to do with people when I'm first setting up their budget is to set out a bill calendar. And most people don't do this. Like you just have automatic payments set up and it just kind of like, boop, comes out of your account. 
and it's just like kind of running on autopilot. So the very first thing I do is have everybody write down on a bill and payday calendar when they get paid, on what day, what date things are due, when automatic payments come out of your account, when credit cards are due, and what the minimums are, so that you can start to get like a visual representation and visual idea of what money's coming in when, and what money's coming out when. And just having that bill calendar structure, I found in a lot of people, let's say, let me use this example. So for some people that I work with, if the pain point is like, I always get to the end of the month and I don't have enough money, um, when once we set up their bill calendar and when everything is due and when they get paid, usually we find like this imbalance in their months that it's like, okay, well, no wonder you've run out of money at the end of the month because all of your bills fall in these last two weeks of the month and then you're kind of fucked at the end of the month because you don't have any money left. So just by setting it out and kind of like seeing the balance of your budget of like, okay, I'm spending two grand in the first two weeks and only $800 in the last two weeks. How can I kind of readjust these things is going to be super important. Also, I think this part is crucial because again, like I just said, most people don't do this at all and things are just kind of like running on autopilot. So just by taking the time and the effort to sit down and like, okay, when is my Chase credit card due? And when is my Wells Fargo card due? When is the car payment due? When does our homeowner's insurance come out? Just sitting down and putting those on the calendar will be like mentally very helpful to you going forward and figuring out your budget and figuring out a system that works for you. Now, I don't recommend the same budgeting system to everybody. Um, generally, there's like a, good, a great way to do it, and that's what I'm going to tell you today. But I also recommend like to certain situations for people to do different things that is going to fit their lifestyle. For example, um, some people I recommend using cash envelopes for. If you guys have been like in the budgeting world for a while, you know some people use cash envelopes for everything. If you don't know what they are, it's just like putting away in cash, a certain amount of money for a certain category of your budget. So let's say you get paid on the first, and on the first you put away $300 for your groceries for the month, and you just keep it on that envelope in cash, and you only spend out of that envelope. So for some people, depending on their situation, like if they're always out of gas money in the third week of the month, I recommend like, okay, why don't you use the cash envelope for your gas money once you get paid, just put 150 bucks in there for the month, and use that for your gas money. And that just kind of simplifies their budget. So once we've set up our bill calendar, we know when our bills are due, we know when our credit cards are due, we know when our income is coming in and how much it is, so we can start to think about putting together a budget. The next thing we do that I always recommend to people is just to keep track of your expenses for a month. Um, you can do this in a variety of ways. The easiest way probably is just to get a budgeting app. So there's a lot available. Um, when I was using a budgeting app in the very beginning of my budgeting process, I used every dollar. And it's just really easy. It categorizes everything. And it's easy to just manually input when you're spending money and what you're spending it on. And if you want to take it a step further and make it even more automatic, you can link it up to your um, bank card and it will kind of categorize and keep track of all of those things for you. Um, that's a paid service. I don't remember how much it is. It's like a couple bucks, I think every month. So if that would work better for you, use that. Um, I use, I have a spreadsheet budget called the Money Maven. Uh, you guys can purchase it if you're interested. If you're like a spreadsheet person, not everybody is, but if you are, that's on my website and you can grab that. It's 20 bucks and you can keep track of like all of your expenses, 
everything that you're saving for, all of your debt, record extra debt payments. It will update like all of the formulas are already in there. Or you can use just paper. So I also have um, like printable budgeting worksheets that you can just keep track of your expenses on it. You can make one yourself. You can just write it on a piece of paper. You can write it in a budgeting journal. Whatever works for you is the way that works for you. But just keeping track of your expenses for one month, start to finish, will give you the most accurate picture of where your money is going, obviously. This is the most, most, most crucial part of budgeting. Even if you're not in the future planning on being super diligent, diligent about your spending, I think doing it for one month is always a great idea because you will get an overall picture and an accurate picture of where your money is going every month. You can't begin to address problems if you don't know they exist. And just keeping track of everything for a month is a great way to get a good idea of where your money's going. So if you are spending 50% of your budget on food, groceries, going out to eat, going to get coffee, going to fancy restaurants, um, you're far over the recommended like percentage of 10 to 15% for groceries. If you don't know that you're spending 50% of your money on groceries, you can't begin to address that area and like start figuring out solutions for that. So the very first thing would be to just keep track for 30 days, write it down, put it in a journal, use every dollar, use another budgeting app, and just keep track of everything. Like if you... Um, I mean, I always recommend everything. Like literally if you're spending like a dollar on something, I recommend putting it in there because especially for the first month, you don't know if you're spending like 20 of those random dollars somewhere or 50 of those random dollars somewhere. Um, you don't really know if it's like a dollar a month here and there. That's not really a big idea. But again, you don't know that information usually until you start keeping track of it. So I recommend that first month, keep track of every single dollar, figure out where it's going and just spend like you normally do for that month. And then you will start getting an idea of where you need to start fixing things. The third thing we do after we've set up our bill calendar, we've kept track of our expenses for a whole month. The third thing we're going to do is make a list of what you are currently saving for. So again, most people don't do this. Like people know, oh, I'm probably going to need a car in like eh, a couple years, but nobody actually figures out like, okay, how much is that car going to cost me? How actually long do I think it's going to be until I need to buy a new car? And then how can I start saving for that? So that's this next step of like, okay, we all know certain expenses are coming up. Maybe we have car maintenance, regular car maintenance. If we have an older car, that'd be something good to save for. Maybe we know we need a new phone in the next two years. Maybe we know we need a new car in the next five years. And maybe we know we want to start saving for a home. These are all super important things to do. And also to put an actual dollar amount to how much you need to save for so again, we probably know like uh, average on my car maintenance, I probably spend like mm, 150 bucks every other month. Or yeah, the next iPhone's coming out in November and it's for some reason super expensive. <laughs> Phones are really expensive now and it's $1,200. So I know exactly how much it's going to cost me and I know exactly how far away that expense is. Then we can begin to put together a plan for saving that money. So a good example is like going on vacation. If you know you want to go on vacation, whenever we can do that again, maybe next summer, and it's, let's say, eight months away, figuring out a dollar amount to that vacation, let's say it's three grand and you have eight months to save for it, what's three grand divided by eight? That's how much money you're going to need to save every month in order to be able to pay for that vacation in cash. So taking the time, I just did this with the ladies inside the Wealth Academy, where I asked them to sit down and put together, like, in the next, at the end of this year, I'm going to need to buy this. At the end of 
the following year, I'm going to need to buy this thing. In the next five years, I'll probably need to buy this. In the next 10 years, I will probably need to do this just so that we can start thinking into the future. Because what happens if we're not budgeting, not doing this is we're living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, like 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. This is how you get out of that rut is by starting to think in advance of things um, and not having to save like a thousand dollars in a month and instead just spread it out over the next eight months and save like 30 bucks a month instead and make your life a little easier so that you're not like, okay, I got paid. Now my money's gone. Okay. I got paid. Now my money's gone. The whole point is to put together the savings plan that's going to help you think in advance. So I would encourage you to sit down and think about those big, bigger things that you're going to be saving for in the future and put a dollar amount to those things. Okay. The fourth, the fourth thing is what I call the wealth method. And that's again, what I teach everybody is like kind of this order of operations of what to do in your personal finance. So much like everything in life, things go astray, things come up that you can't plan for, but sticking to this wealth method will get you back on track. So let me explain what it is. Wealth is an acronym. Every letter stands for which one you're going to do next. So you follow the wealth method through your entire life, basically, and it will keep you on track. Even if certain things come up, you're going to come back to whatever wealth step that you're on. Okay. The W in wealth stands for your WE emergency fund. That's your small emergency fund. Um, you should save before you start doing anything else in your budget for a one month emergency fund. This will keep you from going back into debt when we get to the next step, which is paying off all of your debt. So this WE emergency fund, your small emergency fund, is super, super important and helps people get out of that cycle of debt. Because let me tell you something, every person I've talked to that has worked on getting out of debt who did not have this one month emergency fund, every time they tried to get out of debt, they were almost done getting out of debt, almost paid it off. And then inevitably something would come up and they would have to go back into debt to pay for that thing. So this is your little safety net that's going to stop that from happening. And you can just draw out of that small emergency fund um, when something like that comes up while we're paying off our debt. So that's your very first priority. The next one, the E and wealth stands for every debt. That's what we're paying off next. So we have our small emergency fund, then we're moving on to every debt. And you can do that in two ways. The first way is called the snowball method. That's arranging all of your debts in order from the lowest balance to the highest balance, and then paying off aggressively that smallest balance while still paying the minimums on the remaining balance. That means once you pay that smallest balance off, then you focus on whatever the next biggest one is and tackle that one next and just work your way up to the highest balance. The next way to pay off every debt is called the avalanche method. And that's arranging your debts from the highest amount of interest that you're paying. So let's say you have a card that's at 15%, you have another card at 12% interest, you have a car loan at 8% interest, and you just arrange it in descending order. So you have the highest percentage at the top and you pay that one off first. The thinking is like that you'll probably be paying more money per month on the one that has the highest interest on it. And so it makes sense to pay that one off. The snowball method works well for people who need that quick motivation because again if it's like a small balance of you know 500 a thousand bucks it's usually pretty easy to pay off and just like get a quick win and keep moving forward okay so let's say 
as an example for staying on track with this wealth method, you have your one month emergency fund and you're working on paying off all of your debts. Let's say some small emergency comes up instead of then taking out or putting more debt on a credit card, we're just going to use that small emergency fund and pay off whatever that emergency is. Let's say you need new tires on your car. We're just going to take the money from that small emergency fund and we're going to pay that off. And then we're going to go back, right? The first step is your wee emergency fund, your small one. So instead of just like, okay, I took this money out of my small emergency fund and now I'm just going to go back to paying debt. No, no, no. We're going to go back and we're going to fill back up that one month of expenses before we move on again. So the wealth method is just like that order of operations. Like we make sure this is done first, check if something else comes up and we have to take money out of that, we're gonna go back and we're gonna fill it up before we move on again. Okay, so every debt. The A in wealth stands for your abundant emergency fund. That's your three to six month of expenses. So let's say we have our one month of expenses. We've now cleared out all of our debt. We don't have any debt anymore. We're going to move on to building up our three to six month emergency fund. And now that we don't have to keep paying minimums to our debt, we have more money at our disposal every month to contribute to that three to six month of expenses. Now, how do you know how much money is three to six months of expenses? Well, we just kept track of our expenses for 30 days. So you should know how much money you're spending every month. Now, if it's an emergency scenario, you're probably not going to be like going to the gym every day. So you could probably put your gym membership on hold. If it is truly an emergency scenario, your spending is going to be less than what it is today. Because if it's emergency, you're probably not going to be living how you currently are living, right? So you can usually trim down like by 10%, five to 10%, I usually say. Um, I, my emergency fund is hundred percent of what I have today because it doesn't hurt to have extra. So um, that's why I always recommend to people. So if you spend right now, $3,000 a month, then your three to six months of expenses, three months would be $9,000 and six months would be $18,000. It sounds like a lot, right? It is a lot. And it will take you a while to save up for it, but that's the power of budgeting is you can just chip away at that. Now that you don't have debt, you don't have minimum payments, you can focus all that money toward that abundant emergency fund. Okay, the L in wealth stands for leisure. That's your retirement time. So now you have one month of expenses. You have your debt paid off. You've got three to six months of expenses. Now you can focus on your leisure. That means you're going to be putting 10, 15, ideally 20% of your monthly income to your retirement account. That means you should be contributing to your 401k. If you have a company-sponsored retirement program, I will do another uh, podcast episode all about retirement and all that stuff, uh, maybe next week or the following week. Uh, maybe that means you need to open a Roth IRA account or a traditional uh, IRA, um, but you should be contributing now that you have your emergency fund built up to your retirement fund, okay? The T in Wealth stands for title. That's the title of your house. So once you've done all these things, you're consistently contributing to retirement, no debt, you've got your emergency fund set up, then you can start paying extra to your home mortgage and pay that off faster because a home paid off is an asset to you and it makes your living expenses less when you're uh, older. So, right, if you don't have to pay your mortgage anymore, that's a huge expense that you're saving on. So if you have all those other bases covered in your life, then that means you can start aggressively paying off your mortgage and that would be amazing for you to have an asset that you own. Okay, the very last step in the wealth process is 
H and that's hand down. So that's like generational wealth. Let's say you've gotten to the end of this. You're all set up. You're consistently maxing out your retirement accounts. You've paid off your house. Then you can start thinking about how are you going to hand down money? Maybe that means um, you can put together a college fund for your kids or for your grandkids, or you can buy an investment property so that you can start making rent on that so that you can hand down that asset in, to your kids or to your grandkids. Like it's all about passing along this knowledge and extra money that you can make and that you can, um, this is an amazing, amazing, amazing gift that you can give to the coming generations in your life. And it's something that I'm striving for, right? Like if I can eventually later in life, I've taken care of myself, I've taken care of my family, I've helped people, I've donated money to the things I want to, and I have the opportunity to pass along something like, here's a down payment on a house, or here's um, a college fund for you. Like that's an amazing gift that I could give to my future generations. And that's what I'm striving for. And, you know, not everybody has that opportunity to do, but if you can do it, it's an amazing, amazing thing to, thing to do. So, um, I did an episode, uh, I don't know how long ago it's been a while about generational wealth and why I think that it's so important and why everyone should be striving to do it. But the gist of it is, is like, it's such a great gift to give people to not have to struggle. Um, I don't know about you, but you know, my early twenties were a lot of struggling and a lot of not being able to pay the bills and trying to pay for school and get scholarships. And, um, I can imagine that that would be an incredible gift to receive. And so I would like to pass that along. And if you can think about situations that you've been in when you were not so good with your money, how amazing it would have been to have like an awesome gift, like here's a down payment on the house. What can I help you with? Can I pay for your wedding? Like, that's great. And I would love to do that. So that's what I'm striving for is that hand down part of the wealth um, method. But I just wanted to cover that really quickly. I know that was a lot of information, but um, I wouldn't focus too much on that wealth method until you have like, you've tracked your expenses for 30 days and you've figured out where you're overspending and starting to address those things and also figured out what you need to be saving for. So those are the first parts of it, but I did want to give you that extra little additional piece of the wealth method just so that you have that information stored in the back of your mind, or you can come back to this episode when you get to that point and start working through those steps. Okay. So I hope that that was really helpful for you guys. If you're just starting out your budget, it doesn't need to be intimidating. It doesn't mean need to be like, I need to do all of these things at one time. Um, you don't need to, to do that. I would just make it exactly what I told you. Set up a bill calendar, write everything down. You know when things are happening, that's easy enough. And then just keep track of your expenses for 30 days and see where your money's going so that you can start to think about the next step. And I will make another episode about like, okay, what do I do if I find I'm spending 30% of my groceries instead of the recommended 10% um, and kind of a making adjustments episode about what to do next. So that's a great place to start and that'll keep you busy for a while, at least the next 30 days. And even if it's like, you know, it's obviously the middle of August right now, but you can start keeping track like for the next two weeks and then for the next 30 days, um, we'll give you a good idea of like how much you're spending each week and each month. So get started there. Um, I promise you guys, again, I tell everybody this, budgeting and learning how to be good with my money was, is, was and is one of the best gifts that I've ever given myself and one of the best set of skills that I currently have, right? Like I can go accidentally spend $104 on scotch and I feel fine about it. I feel secure in that idea. I'm not like having 
you know, buyer's remorse or like, oh my God, now I'm not gonna have enough money for groceries or now I'm not gonna have enough money for gas. Like just the peace of mind and knowing that I can handle it. I can handle an emergency scenario. I can handle a fucking global pandemic and I'm fine. Like there is no replacement. There's no substitute for that feeling of knowing that you have the skills and you've taken care of yourself. If anything comes up, you have safety nets for yourself. You don't have debt anymore. Like incredible, incredible feeling that nobody, nobody, nobody ever will be able to take away from you. Um, there will never be a time in our lives where like, you know, I don't have to worry about money. Um, personal finance, I don't have to deal with money. Like it's always going to be something in our lives until the day we die. We're going to be making money. We're going to be spending money. Um, as far as I can tell, we've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> there will be some sort of form of exchange of like, I'm earning this and I'm spending this. Learning how to be good with that is a super crucial skill and one that I'm trying to pass along to as many people as I can. So if you guys have any questions, if you're like, ah, oh, that was still a little overwhelming or I need a little help still getting started on a very specific aspect, like mindset wise of how to overcome these certain things, or you're not sure what to do with certain expenses, send me a DM on Instagram. I answer and read all of them. So if you guys have questions, you can send me them there or you can email me or whatever you want to do is fine. Um, but I would love to hear from you and see if I can help you in some way in starting this budgeting process for yourself. I know that it can be overwhelming, but I was hoping that these just few steps would get you started. Um, one of my favorite quotes from a program that I took with Kathy Heller was clarity comes from action. So we can't start to do anything about our situation if we don't start taking action. So the clarity will come after you spend 30 days figuring out where you're spending your money. You can't get to that step until you do it. And you can't like try to figure out what's coming next until you do that step. So go do those steps first and then we'll start thinking about what's coming next for us. Okay. So have a great weekend. Um, thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you guys on the next one.